People have always hated the Jewish people. We found it in this week's reading with um, Balak and the Moabites, who not only were afraid of Israel, but were disgusted by Israel. We find that with the Egyptians in the Torah, the Egyptians, not only does Pharaoh is afraid of the people, they're increasing too much, but they are disgusted by the people. The Torah uses the same words. They are disgusted by Israel. They develop this hatred for Israel. Now, 10 years ago, in 2008, and many of you remember this, there was this horrible terrorist attack um, in India, in Mumbai, um, India. There was this terrible terrorist attack that was... Um, orchestrated by Pakistani terrorists. And they attacked um, the main train station in Mumbai. They attacked um, the largest or most prestigious hotel in Mumbai. Um, And they also attacked the only Jewish center in Mumbai, the Chabad of Mumbai, where they killed, I think it was six people were killed there. And they um, took people there as hostages. So here you have um, two nations that um, when the British left in the 1940s, they split the Indian subcontinent into two nations, a Muslim nation that they called Pakistan and a a Hindu-majority nation that they called India. And these two nations never figured out their borders and have, for the last 70 years, constantly fought and battled each other, and including, they have fought a bunch of wars, and including in those battles has been a lot of terrorism, mostly from the Pakistani side against the Indian side, hoping to somehow get the Indians to submit to whatever they want. Um, this is kind of the story of human life. We've always been fighting. Um, countries have always been fighting. Um, this is kind of this is the story of history, and so part of this terrorist attack, they go after the largest train station um, in Mumbai, the largest city in India, and um, attack the train station, killing dozens. They go to the largest hotel, which had a lot of foreigners staying there, a sign of um, a sign of India's um, modernity and um, strength, and uh, they attack it also. And then, of course, they also attack the Jewish center. How many Jews were there in Mumbai? Very few. How many Jews live out of more than a billion people in India? How many Jews live in India? At most a few thousand. At most a few thousand. Out of ten billion, out of more than a billion people, there are millions of Christians, hundreds of millions of Muslims, hundreds of millions of Hindus, many people of all sorts of other religions in India, uh, many Sikhs and many other religions, and their beef is against India. But who do they attack? The Jewish center. Why the Jewish center? Of course, because if you carry out a terrorist attack, you're going to attack the Jews, right? That's the way it's always done. Not too long ago, there was a, um, fairly recently, there was a presidential election in Malaysia. And the one of the candidates running for president, he lost, um, was accused of liking Jews. That was the attack against him. He likes Jews. Don't vote for him. He likes Jews. Now, the fellow who's the president is one of the most vicious um, anti-Semites out there, the current president there. So... They don't. How many Jews live in Malaysia? Zero. Zero. Oh, close to zero. There's a handful. There's a Jews everywhere. So this. No. Despite the fact that there are very few Jews, they still hate us. And this is a story that we've seen again and again and again in history. In 1096, the um, the Pope called for a crusade to um, take back, um, after a couple hundred years, to take back um, the Holy Land from the Muslims and um, called for this crusade. And so they gathered um, peasants and nobles from across Europe, came together for this crusade. And before they head to the Holy Land, what do they do? Kill Jewish towns. 
They go from town to town in along the Rhine Valley in Germany and they kill every single Jew they can find, destroying every Jewish community in the Rhine Valley, killing thousands, tens of thousands of Jews. The Ukrainians in 1648 rebel against the Polish, um, the, the, Pol- the kingdom of Poland. Um, the Ukrainians rebel, led by a fellow called Bogdan Chemonitsky in 1648. The Ukrainians, of course, are Orthodox Christians. Um, the war is very much a religious war against the Polish Catholics. Christians and Catholics are fighting. Who do they go after? The Jews. They murder hundreds of thousands of Jews across the kingdom of Poland, going from town to town, killing every single Jew they can find. And then the Nazis, of course, are upset about... um, Upset that the, about German pride, that the Germans lost World War I and want to avenge German pride. And who, of course, are they going to get while they Who, of course, is to blame? The Jews. They say there was a fellow, um, who, there was a Jew in Berlin who was surrounded by a gang of Nazi thugs in 1933. And they... Start, they start beating the Jew and they say, Jew, whose fault is it that we lost the war? And he says, the Jews and the bikers. And the leader of the thugs say, why the bikers? And he says, why the Jews? <laughs> <laughs> so, but the Jews, of course, we're, we were always blamed for everything. And so anti-Semitism has a very, very long history. In Jewish traditions, in our own traditions, we have anti-Semitic hatred for Jews in by Pharaoh. That hatred continues to the Moabites. That hatred continues later in the days of Haman. Haman attempts to exterminate, exterminate the Jews. He hates the Jews, we're told in the story of Purim. We know from our first non-Jewish sources about Jews... In fact, almost everything we read from Greeks about Jews is about how much they hate Jews. So the Greeks hated Jews. The Romans, we know, generally hated Jews. The Persians were on and off. Times they liked Jews. Much of the time they hated Jews. Um, Christians hated Jews. Um, and we went through a lot of persecution, probably more than anywhere else under Christian rule. And that goes both for Catholics and Orthodox Christians. And then, of course, um, when uh, Martin Luther, um, when he started Luther- Lutherism, they, um, Protestant Christians also, he wrote a book about why the Jews are at fault, and they also, of course, hated Jews. And um, so we have always Muslims, with some exceptions, there was sometimes they were good to us, but generally Muslims also hated Jews, blamed Jews. Um, Zoroastrians, it wasn't only um, Jewish-related religions. Zoroastrians hated Jews. During World War II, Jews came in very large numbers. They fled Europe, went wherever they could go. And more than 10,000 Jews fled Europe to Japan. That's where they were able to get. They were able to get to Japan. They came to Japan. What did they discover? The Japanese hate Jews. The Japanese hate Jews. The Japanese even worked on creating their own gas chambers at one point during the war. What, how did the Japanese learn to hate Jews? The German allies. No, how did they learn to hate Jews? Well, in 1905, they blamed the Japanese-Russian war on Jews, of course. Um, the Tsar was employed by the Jews and was controlled by the Jews. Even that's the Tsar himself who wrote the, who commissioned the elders of the Protocols of Zion, that the Jews are taking over the world, but the Tsar, that Tsar was controlled by the Jews for the Japanese. How did they know that the Jews were to blame for the Russia, for the war with Russia? (coughs) Who brought modern culture to Japan? 
Americans, right? right. Americans in the, eight, in the 1870s, Americans right. went yeah. large yeah. numbers to Japan Carrier. to teach them um, to teach them modern how to play music, and they became the best music players and had a technology. And um, so, of course, the Americans that went to Japan taught them that the Jews are at fault for everything. And so they learned that everything that happens, part of Western culture that they were taught, was that everything you blame the Jews. We learned that, I think, from Rabbi Kokeya, that the Japanese respect the Jews in a big way because the Jews actually came out of the Japanese, you know, Russo-Japanese war when everyone thought they were second-rate power and, of course, Japan won that war. So there are stories... I did hear Rabbi Takeyer's speech. I loved Rabbi Takeyer. Thank you for sharing. I loved Rabbi Takeyer's speeches. I do believe that he, and I told him that at the time, I believe he greatly whitewashed anti-Semitism in the Far East. Um, but anti-Semitism is live and well. So we have always been hated. Um, we were hated not only by, by other groups, by religious groups. Even secular groups hated us. Nationalists hated us because we weren't like them. Um, we were even they didn't even like Jewish nationalism they said Jews were cosmopolitan they didn't really have they were ruthless um, socialists universalists hated us too Karl Marx himself was a Jew hated us um, the, uh, so, but socialists hated us too Co uh, the Bolsheviks from the earliest times even before even before 1917 before they got any power Bolsheviks and communists hated Jews. Jewish communists like Leon Trotsky hated Jews, which is another interesting phenomenon. Not only do non-Jews hate us, we have a very long list of Jewish anti-Semites. Many, many Jews historically have hated Jews. Bobby Fischer, famous chess player, hated Jews and was a very vicious anti-Semite. Some of the worst anti-Semites historically have been Jews themselves. So Jewish hatred has been almost universal, has been constant. Now, and the, wherever you go, every group, no matter what their kind of calling is, whether it's um, early imperialism, um, religion, nationalism, socialism, other um, philosophies, Jew hatred has always been, almost always been part of it. And even in places where Jews didn't live, as soon as they discovered that there's such a thing as Jews, they learned also that they're supposed to hate them. Now, let me, um, let me um, qualify that. Not everyone hates Jews. This is important. <laughs> Not everyone hates Jews. In fact, today in the United States, most people in the United States actually love Jews. Jews are more loved than any other religious group in this country today. So most Americans love Jews. And I would say while most people alive today, of the 8 billion people on earth, hate Jews, and Pew does surveys, international surveys that show that consistently, um, we, we Jews live, thankfully, today in countries such as the United States where most people actually love us. So not everyone hates Jews. A lot of people like Jews. They're unique groups at different times. Even at times where most of people hated us, there were always people that liked us, that helped us. There were always people that saved us, and we have to recognize that. And it's important to recognize that. Most Americans today love Jews. There, are, there is a significant minority that hates us. So while we're more liked by, than any other religious group in this country today, more than 70% of Americans like Jews, according to surveys. But there is a 10% or so that hates us. And there are more anti-Semitic incidents in this country than any other anti-religious incident. Um, and they're, they're um, counted by the FBI. So there's more, many times more recorded anti-Semitic incidents than incidents against any other religious group. And um, more than all other religious groups combined. There's more anti-Semitic incidents in this country. So there is a significant minority that viciously hates Jews in this country. Thankfully, we don't hang out with them. We almost certain we will likely not even meet them in our lifetimes. Most Jews in the United States have not directly experienced anti-Semitism. Um, that's what surveys show. 
Um, so, uh, so, mo- so likely we'll never meet them. They don't hang out with us for whatever reason. So, but we do live in a place that most people like us. And this is true throughout history. There have been times and places where people liked us. In fact, um, European socialists, not communists, but European socialists for the late 19th and early 20th century liked Jews. And in fact, one of their greatest um, political um, platforms was countering anti-Semitism. European socialists, particularly um, after the um, Eduardo Mortera incident in Italy, um, in 1857, one of the most important events in the 19th century and in modern history. Um, in 1857, the Catholic, the Pope or the Catholic Church kidnapped a Jewish child whose nanny had said, whose Catholic nanny had said she had baptized him as a baby. They kidnapped him and brought him to a monastery to raise him as a Christian since he had been baptized. And um, that led to a huge anti-Catholic outcry um, across Europe, across um, here in the United States. Um, There were anti-Catholic riots here as a result. And um, it led to the loss of political power in... um, uh, of, of the Catholic Church um, and eventually the Vatican's loss of political power and it also led to um, the, it was a big part of the rise of European socialists who ran on the platform of countering anti-Semitism particularly in Catholic countries in Italy and in France and um, so so and European socialists and American socialists um, uh, uh, were very uh, were very against anti-Semitism and liked Jews for the later 19th, early 20th century, um, and that's perhaps part of the reason why Jews turned um, left of center or turned towards socialism. Uh, but that's changed. Those European socialists today are very much anti-Semitic, and uh, even here in this country, it's unfortunately changing very, very quickly. And, and concern. But there have been groups over history, there were times that Arabs liked Jews um, in their he days, in the um, 9th, 10th centuries, in um, different play areas. There were times Persians liked Jews. There were times that Jews were liked by different groups, different peoples at different times. Not everyone always hated us. But as a rule, most people most of the time hated us. Yes? Well, today, Jews are liked by most Americans. Um, surveys show that we're liked more by um, Christians by, um, or um, fundamentalist Christians um, more than any other group. Um, and that's a group that historically has hated us the most. Um, and in the last 20, 30 years, there's been dramatic change in their attitude towards Jews. Um, I don't have... I think the question is not why they like us. The question is why everyone else hates us, right? <laughs> Yes. Uh, I mean, really, the bottom line is that human nature, there has to be some scapegoat. And, like, in this country, uh, the surveys say the, the, the uh, religion that is most despised are Mormons. Yes. Christians hate and Muslims, Muslims more than they hate Jews. Yes. And though, over history, it's always, if there's, there has to be a scapegoat. And if there's no scapegoat, the Jews are nominated. Okay. Even when there is a scapegoat, Jews get nominated too, right? <laughs> Often. So why, yes? Why such a hatred So why do they hate us? That's the big question. So there has been this hatred. Um, we have gone through many, many, a lot of persecution. We have been, um, the three things that we, they have tried to convert us or assimilate us, make us no longer Jewish. They have tried to expel us and they have tried to kill us and in fact the czar at one point had a solution to the Jewish question which is essentially a way of saying what to do about our hatred for Jews and um, his solution to the Jewish question was all three he was going to have one third assimilate one third expelled and one third killed that was his solution was that Nicholas II? yeah well sorry which is exactly what happened to the Spanish Jewish population in 
1492. I don't know if it was a third, third, but yes, they did all three, yes. But we have been expelled from place after place. Uh, we have been expelled from many, many places over time. Um, we have been killed um, viciously again and again and again um, in all sorts of different societies. And um, we have been, they have tried to forcibly assimilate us again and again. And often these things all went together. Uh, but there has been this horrible hatred, and we have um, kind of gotten used to this, almost. Uh, we, we almost think of it as expected. People just hate Jews, because they just do. That's why nobody even asked in India why they attacked a Jewish center, because they just do. That's what they do, right? Why would they attack? That's, that's just what they do. So why is, where does it come from? Why do they hate us? So before we get to why they hate us, it's important to know why not. So the anti-Semites themselves give a lot of reasons why they hate us. They hate us because we're rich. They hate us because we control the world. We control the banks. Because uh, we control world finance. Because we're trying to take over the world. They hate us because we're poor. Thankfully, Jews today don't have that problem too much. But we, we, live, we live for a time in slums. We did. When we were immigrants in this country, they hated us because we were poor. They didn't want us to come into the country because we were living in slums and we were poor and we were bringing disease. Um, they hated us because we were um, a different nation, um, a cancer um, among them. They hated us because we were too cosmopolitan and ruthless. We didn't have our own set people. They hated us because we were of a different religion. They hated us because we... Um, we um, we ruined their own religion or their own culture when we tried to assimilate it to them. Um, they hated us for, because we caused wars. They hated us because we didn't support wars. In World War I, they hated us because we supported both sides. Um, we were, of course, there were Jews in both, um, both in the Allies um, and um, the Axis. We, there were Jews fighting on both sides. There were. Um, they hate us um, because we don't have our own, because we're, we're in everyone else's country. They hate us now because we have our own country. Um, they, so there's a lot of reasons given by anti-Semites why they hate us. They hate us because we kill Christians. They hate us because we kill Muslims. They hate us because we kill children. They hate us because we're the devil. Um, they hate us because we bring disease. Um, they hate us for every reason imaginable. But it's important to remember, in addition to many of those hatreds being contradictory, right? Many of those hatreds are contradictory. Um, the <coughs> nationalists hated us because we weren't part of them. The um, communists and world communists hated us because we were a distinctive group. Um, the, um, in, um, in, in the civil war in Russia, the two sides, capitalists hated us because Jews were all communists. Communists hated us because Jews were all business people. So they all. Um, so the, the the reasons were always contradictory. So it's important to remember that these reasons are excuses. These reasons are not the real reason they hate us. These are all. These don't explain the underlying reason why people hate us. Now, there's no question that when there is war, when nations when people's national pride is harmed as in germany when there is um when there is unrest and people are looking for a scapegoat they choose the jews so there's no question that economic problems and every, uh, every time there's economic problems it exasperates anti-semitism it makes it come out in the open more every time there's war it exasperates anti-semitism every time people feel um, every, every time people feel unsafe or people feel threatened, they turn to anti-Semitism. So there's no question that human condition very much impacts people's expression of anti-Semitism. But it's still there because it comes out every time something goes wrong, people turn to anti-Semitism. Why? Yes. Yeah, uh, one thing you didn't mention, uh, I don't think it's the, uh, because they think we killed their so religious people, religious peoples over the years hated Jews. They think we killed, as, 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 as 
ridiculous as that sounds, that we killed their savior 2,000 years ago, um, they blame us for it, right? As ridiculous as that sounds, um, or they hate us because we don't accept their savior, or Muslims hate us because we don't accept their prophet, right? Those Zoroastrians hate us because, or other pagans, because we didn't accept their gods. And then communists hated us because... Because we were capitalists, right? And Nazis, who were also secular, hated us because... We're communists. Or we were a bad race, right? And um, so it's still, even without the religion, they still seem to hate us. So again, it's clear that it's just an excuse, right? In fact, even when Jews converted to Christianity, such as in Spain, where they convert in very large numbers, they continued to hate them, calling them Moranos, which meant pigs, and um, they had an inquisition that was chasing these Moranos, and most, most people arrested and tortured by the Inquisition were not crypto-Jews. They were not crypto-Jews. They were real Christians, descendants of Jews that had converted, but they were hated. So even when we're like them, they still hate us. Even when we assimilated in Germany, they hated us. So why? Why do they hate us? So we Jews have always, we Jews have always thought about this, um, and the Talmud already addresses this question: Why do they hate us? So the Talmud says, actually goes back to um, Sinai, and says Mount Sinai was called Sinai. Why Sinai? From the Hebrew word sinah, hatred. Why? The Torah made God giving us the Torah at Sinai and made everybody else hate us. So why do they hate us? Why Everyone hates us because of our Torah. So firstly, it's important to remember what it means to be Jewish. The Jewish people, although we've been claimed to be a race, we're not truly a race, um, because you can convert to Judaism, you can join the Jewish people, um, we're not truly a race. Um, we're not a religion in the classical sense because it doesn't matter what you believe, but we're a religious-based people. In other words, we're a group that, had a, that created a covenant with God thousands of years ago, and we consider someone Jewish if they're a member of our covenant. But what makes us Jewish is being part of God's chosen people, chosen in what way? Chosen to be part of his covenant. The covenant involves the covenant involves God's Torah, God's teachings. God gave us teachings with commandments that we're expected to fulfill. And that is our relationship with God. That's what makes us chosen. That is what makes us the Jewish people. So our people, our peoplehood is about our religion. Which is why Israel, which is a Country for Jews has a very interesting law that if you convert to Judaism, you then have a right to live in Israel because you're Jewish, right? Even if you weren't born Jewish. And that's because ultimately we are a religious-based people. So we're a people, we're not just a religion because you could be a Buddhist (coughs) Jew or a Christian Jew if you were born Jewish. We're a people and we believe once born in the covenant, you cannot leave. However... We are a religious-based people. And as one of our greatest thinkers in the 10th century, Rav Sajja Gaon wrote, Our nation is not a nation without the Torah. There is no Jewish identity, and there never was historically, outside of Torah. Now, there have been attempts to create Jew- Jewish identity that is somehow racial, cultural, there was an attempt in Eastern Europe, there was an organization called the Bund that um, believed in creating a cultural, secular cultural Judaism, a nationalistic identity. However, ultimately, our nation is a nation because of the Torah. We're very unique in that. There is no other people that claim to have a covenant with God, and what makes them a people is their connection with the covenant. So now what makes them then, so that's what, ma- that's what makes us Jewish. 
That's what makes us a people. We are a people. We are Jewish because of our Torah, because of our covenant with God, um, because we have that relationship with God. Or as the Zohar puts it, it's a triology, Israel, God, Torah. It's all one together. Those are the three basic pillars of Judaism, the Jewish people, and God are all one and the same. They're all synonymous. We are the Jewish people because of Judaism and our relationship with God. God, we are his people, and that's his teachings. The Torah is the, it's all one, it's all one, it all, it's all tied together. And so we are a people because of our Torah, because of our teachings. Yes, Pamela? Yes and no, because you're Jewish if you convert to Judaism. You're Jewish if you had one Jewish grandmother. Your mother's mother was Jewish, you're Jewish. So we consider you part of our people, not based on race, not based on culture, because Jews have very different cultures. The only thing that unites all Jewish people together is, the, is Judaism. That's the only thing that unites us together. However... And the Jewish belief that, and it's not, it's not belief in Judaism that unites us, right? What unites perhaps Christians or Muslims, Christians don't really have a sense of unity, but Muslims do. Um, what unites Muslims is their belief in Mohammed or in, is in the pillars of Islam. But what unites Jews together is not our belief in Judaism, but our covenant with God. That's what unites Jews together as a people. We are all members of the covenant, or the Hebrew term, B'nai Brit. We are all members of a covenant with God. So whether you believe in it, you don't believe in it, if you could be born into it, you could join it. If you're a member of the covenant, that's what makes you Jewish. But it's the Torah is the central to our covenant, the instructions that we're supposed to keep. That's what the covenant is about. And it's our belief in the covenant that makes us a people. That makes us a people. So now... What do, they, what do we believe they hate about us? They hate our Torah. They hate our Torah. They hate our teachings. They hate our religion. Why do they hate our religion? So we believe that our religion and our Torah and our teachings have brought values have brought values to the world. And Isaiah says this multiple times in, the, uh, multiple times in his book of Isaiah, um, that we have become, we are a light to the, to the nations. Not that we try to get everyone to follow our commandments, we don't, but in our values. Our values serve as a light to the nations. Our values have become a source of universal values for everybody. And we believe that we should spread our values. We have a concept called the Noahide Laws, which is essentially we believe in spreading basic Jewish values to all of humanity. We believe in that. And in that way, we have always been a threat to people who didn't share our values. In fact, Hitler wrote in Mein Kampf, he wrote that conscience is a Jewish invention and it's a blemish that the Jews created just like circumcision. That's what he writes. Those words. So conscience is a Jewish invention. We serve as the world's conscience. And we always have. We have always served as the world's conscience. And that is why they've always hated us. The Greeks hated us because we had values. They didn't value life. We did. They didn't value one God. They didn't value, we had values that they didn't share. Christians hated us. Christians took a lot, the Romans took a lot of our values, became Christians. But they hated us because we didn't share their values. The Muslims hated us. They took a lot of our values, but we ultimately didn't share their values. And every other peoples, whether communists, nationalists, people who didn't share our values, hated us. And perhaps for that reason, people who do share our values tend not to hate us, which may explain why, at least in, over time, there have been groups and peoples, Arabs in their um, heyday, um, the, what was called the golden era of Islam, um, had very, very similar values to us. 
Um, they valued learning, they valued life, they valued property, they valued family, they had similar values, they liked us. Um, late 19th, early 20th century so, uh, European and Western socialists shared a lot of Jewish values, they liked us. Um, today, um, most Americans share our basic values, they like us. People that don't share our values hate us. And that's why we see consistently that as nations or cultures turn um, away from our values, they turn repeatedly to anti-Semitism. Turkey, for example, the Ottoman Empire... <coughs> historically went through different times when they were radical, less radical, they liked us, they hated us. Um, since um, modern secular Turkey shared, took on a lot of Western values, a lot of them were Judeo-Christian values, a lot of them were very Jewish-like values, Turkey was a beacon of sanity in the Islam world where they actually, people liked Jews. So, by the way, was Iran. Iran was a Beacon of sanity. Most Iranians, if you can ask anyone whose ancestry is Iranian, most Iranians liked Jews. Jews had a good relationship with in Iran, were very successful. Even Germans, prior to the 1930s, Germans, Jews assimilated greatly, but Jews were very much liked, especially among, left, uh, among the left of center. But Germans, Germans very much liked Jews. As soon as they move away from our values, when Iran became a um, theocracy or a dictatorship. Turkey, in the last decade, very recently, has moved towards authoritarianism and radical Islam, has turned to anti-Semitism and you now this thing sanctioned anti-Semitism. Even in South America, which historically South America um, has shared, like the United States, has shared a lot of Jewish values. And um, Jews have... Depending on the place and time, Jews historically in South America have been liked. Today in Venezuela, where Jews had ve were very much liked in Venezuela in the last two decades, since um, it has fallen apart thanks to a radical version of socialism, so has state-sanctioned anti-Semitism, and anti-Semitism has risen in Venezuela. Or in Cuba, where Jews until 19... Um, until night was 1959, um, Jews were very much a fabric of society there and liked by Cubans. And then Cuban became very anti-Semitic. So there seems to be a very clear pattern between people that share our values tend to like us. People that don't share our values almost always tend to hate us. And this seems to be very, very consistent. But this raises a big question then. If they hate us because of our values, if they hate us, as Hitler said, because we invented conscience, if that's why people hate us, and therefore people with good conscience like us, why then do they hate Jews that don't have Jewish values? Jews that assimilate, Jews that convert, why are they hated? In fact, in fact, there's also a pattern that we see throughout history that as Jews assimilate or drop Jewish values, the hatred to Jews tends to dramatically increase. And our first example is from Haman. In, when Haman wanted to annihilate the Jewish people in ancient Persia, that was a time when Jews were highly integrated into Persian life and were very quickly assimilating into Persian life. Jews were in Babylonia, they, had, they were speaking the um, far, uh, Persian and Aramaic, and they were very high up in government and very successful financially, and Jews had very greatly assimilated. Um, similarly, later um, in, um, in Greek culture, as Jews became Hellenist and Jews greatly assimilated, that is when they began to hate us the most. In the, one of the centers of anti-Jewish hatred in ancient times was in Greek Egypt. Egypt was a center of Greek culture, Alexandria, had a very large Jewish community that was very highly assimilated. 
And in the early 100s, the entire Jewish community in Alexandria, which numbered tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, was entirely wiped out, entirely killed by Greeks. Later, we converted to Christianity. Large numbers of Jews converted to Christianity in Spain. They were hated. Much, much later, Germany, Jews assimilated in very, very large numbers. Jews were hated. Similarly, Jews, um, Zionism began as a move of secular Jews to find another way of expressing their Jewishness outside of Judaism as a secular nationality and a response to other nationalisms. But what happened is, and they believed, and Herzl actually, Theodore Herzl actually believed, and many other early Zionists believed, that as soon as we become our own nation, we could be a nation like every other nation. We could be like everybody else, and then they'll respect us. What's happened? They, we created a Jewish state, and Israel became the Jew among the nations. The most hated status, the point that the United Nations spends most of its time attacking the Jewish state, the Jewish nation. That's what they spend their time doing, because if you have a United Nations made up of all the nations of the world, most of them hate us. It's a fact. Most of them hate us. So why is it, if they hate us because we serve as their conscience, if they hate us because we serve as the, um, because, we, because of our values, why do they hate us even more when we leave those values? Yes? Well, it, it seems like in history, the more ambiguous we are in our beliefs, the less that we study Torah, the less that we practice we are weakened. We, we as a people are weakened and therefore are more uh, prey to bitter crisis. We are, but why? Why is it like that? The weak, because we can't, we can't. But if they hate us, if we believe they hate us because of our values and because we serve as their conscience and so bad people don't like their conscience, why would they hate Jews that don't serve as their conscience? And this, by the way, I forgot to mention, explains also why Jews, why there's so many self-hating Jews. Because just as Jews serve as the conscience of bad non-Jews, they also, the Jewish people, serve as the conscience of bad Jews. So Jews, therefore, that are up to no good, have bad values that are antithetical to Judaism, hate Jews. And that's why many early Jewish communist leaders, like Leon Trotsky, were Jew haters. Karl Marx was a Jew hater. Many, there were many others, um, bad Jews, that hated Jews, self-hating Jews. And in fact, till today, some of the most vicious anti-Jewish people today, Noam Chomsky comes to mind, are Jewish themselves. Why, why is that? Because we serve as the world conscience. But if the world conscience, but if we, if we are hated because we serve as their conscience, why do they hate us when we assimilate? Because they were the for a week. They were, it shows they were the weak ones, and they don't want them as part of their race. So we, you lose either way. You stay, they don't you want us to be strong, part of them. You stay, you okay. stay strong, and they're scared of you. But as soon as you assimilate, you become weak, and they just push it around, kick your butt. Right. But then we're weaker, they're able to, they're able to harm us easier. Stephen, what were you going to say? I think the, the point is they need us. Just like you have to take some food you don't like to be healthy, or you lose some medicine or whatever it is, they need us. But they don't, we're not pleasant to them, we're a threat to them. So it's sort of a paradox here. They need us, so we have to be there. If we're not there, then we've lost our role, and therefore we're not necessary so what happens is, even when we, serve, when we assimilate, they still see us as their conscience. And this is amazing. They still see us as representing Jewish values. And they hate us even more because we're supposed to be representing those Jewish values, and we are not. And this explains, that's why, when people hate Jews, secular Jews... They paint them as being religious. Hitler's, the Nazis' depictions of Jews were always wearing a yarmulke. Always. Most German Jews didn't wear yarmulkes. In fact, in Germany, 
Even religious Jews weren't wearing yarmulkes by the 1930s. Yet they always depicted Jews wearing yarmulkes. If you look at Arab vicious anti-Semitic, and Arab <coughs> newspapers are full of anti-Semitism today. If you look at vicious anti, uh, Arab um, cartoons, anti-Semitic cartoons, they always paint Jews with yarmulkes, with beards, as religious people. Now, if you look at the Israeli government that they're after, Netanyahu's not a religious Jew. Um, no one in his government, maybe one or two people are, are religious. Most of them are not. They're secular Israelis. But they're always depicted from their religious perspective. The, um, the um, Christians in Spain, the Inquisition, depicted Christians that were grandchildren of Jews, that were Jewish, um, as Jews, not as Christians. They always saw us still as their conscience, even as we assimilated. But what happened was, what happened was because we were trying to be like them, that unleashed a much greater Jewish hatred time and again. And these words are actually found, this concept is actually found in the blessings that um, Bilam gives us in this week's Torah reading. One of the blessings that Bilam gives us is Am levadad yishkon ovagoyim lo yitchashev, a nation that dwells alone and does not count among the other nations. We only survive when we dwell alone. When we try to be like others, we do not survive. So, can we get rid of anti-Semitism? No, as long as there is bad people. If the reason why we, they hate us is because we serve as their conscience, as long as people have a reason for their conscience to bother them, we will bother them. They will continue to hate us, as long as there is bad people. But, so we don't have a way to get rid of anti-Semitism. We should still work to counter it. But we don't, have, we don't believe we can get rid of anti-Semitism before the end of time. But we do know that our assimilation aggravates anti-Semitism. And we've seen this time and again. Our assimilation aggravates anti-Semitism. When we act the way we should and we act as we're supposed to, they hate us much less than when we don't act the way we're supposed to. And Yitzhak Rabin, and I mentioned this in a previous class we did about three years ago on a similar topic. Yitzhak Rabin, like many secular Zionists, was, um, Yitzhak Rabin um, was born in Israel, raised in Israel, one of the first Israeli leaders to be Israel-born, um, left-wing, secular, and believed as early secular Zionists was raised to believe that we are only hated because we are not like the other nations. But if we just become a nation like everybody else, we will not be hated anymore. And um, Yitzhak Rabin um, was, became, rose to, um, became, was the head of the um, IDF, was the chief of staff during the Six-Day War, and um, rose to prominence because of that. Um, and later he became the Israeli ambassador to the United States. And as the Israeli ambassador to the United States, um, he was asked by the president of Israel at the time to relay a message to the Rebbe, the Rebbe um, in New York. And so he went to visit him. And over there they had long conversation, and in that conversation, they they discussed. He discussed. He told the Rebbe about his feeling that if we just work it out with our neighbors, we could be a nation like every other nation. They will not hate us anymore. And the Rebbe told him, "You're mistaken. We are an Am Levadad Yishkon. We are a nation that dwells alone." Rather than trying to be like everybody else and trying to copy everybody else and be a nation like every other nation and be more German than the Germans or be more of a nation than the other nations, we need to try it. We need to stand up for what we are. We need to be proud of being Jewish, proud of our Judaism, proud of our values, and that's the only way that they'll ever respect us. And uh, we know that they had that conversation because a few months later the Rebbe asked somebody else to remind Yitzhak Rabin about their conversation that they had about um, the importance of a nation standing alone. And he appears to have been very obsessed by it because in 1993, Yitzhak Rabin became prime minister of Israel and um, he, um, he recognized, the first Israeli government to recognize the 
PLO, the Palestinian Liberation Organization, which was a terrorist group until then, as a uh, recognize them as the representative of the Arabs living in Israel, Palestinians, and um, negotiated with them, and he negotiated two deals with them, um, Oslo 1 and Oslo 2. And when he came back to Israel, right before Rosh Hashanah in 1994, um, with Oslo 2, um, he um, gave a speech there in Israel, um, in the airport, um, when he landed, having signed the document of Oslo 2, which essentially was going to give the PLO um, autonomy with, um, over Arab areas within Israel. And um, he announced that he had brought back peace for generations. And he then, in his speech, he said, he began it by saying, no, no longer will we be a nation that dwells alone. From now on, they'll have no more reason to hate us. They'll no longer dislike us. They'll love us and we'll be part, we'll be a nation like every other nation. No longer will we be picked on. And how wrong he was. In fact, in fact, as we no longer stood up for ourselves in our own land, and as we no longer stood up for our own people, um, we were only hated more. And the more we gave in, the more they hated us. And um, what happens is, as we try to be like everyone else, or try to make everyone else happy, they just hate us even more. So to summarize, just because I'm over time, to summarize, um, we believe that the reason why we're haters is because we serve as a conscience for the, for the world. Um, because of Judaism, because of our Jewish values, Hitler believed the same. And um, not that we should use Hitler as evidence. Maybe for anti-Semitism we can. So he's the clearest anti-Semite. And so, um, but we also believe, so we, because of that, we believe that people like us when they're good, people don't like us when they're bad. And uh, that explains why most people don't like us, because there's so many bad people out there. And, um, we, but we, we further believe that while we can never rid the world of anti-Semitism, as long as there are bad people, we believe that our assimilation or our attempting to be like everyone else, assimilating to everyone else, only exasperates anti-Semitism and makes it much, much worse. When we stand up for who we are and we stand up for ourselves, we make it, we... It, it becomes much less. It doesn't go away, but we believe that overall it will go down and it will be less than it is. So that, so that we believe is the key to understanding anti-Semitism. So are we assimilated 